millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. to the Explaining History podcast and um, today I'm going to talk about uh, the political journey um, that Ronald Reagan takes in the 40s and 50s um, and shift his shift further to um, the political right, the conservative right uh, of the Republican Party um, and the context around that, so the sort of ideological and historical context uh, around that that explains why this um, fairly marginal figure in the 1950s is a significant political player uh, by the mid-1970s. It's always worth remembering that um, at the height of Roosevelt's New Deal, Reagan approved of almost all of it. He saw himself as a, a Roosevelt Democrat uh, and saw that uh, the New Deal was doing uh, a great deal of good for his core constituency, the, the, the kinds of people um, uh, from the heartlands of America that uh, Reagan identified with and saw himself uh, as being. It's um, interesting that Reagan begins his shift towards the right um, after the war, and begins to see the New Deal um, as uh, part of uh, a, a wider problem. Reagan's shift to the right begins because he believes that uh, a, a great many um, uh, trade unions and public interest groups and uh, pressure groups on government policy, and particularly groups within Hollywood, he sees them as being uh, communist front organisations. Whether they were or whether they weren't, what connections uh, many uh, organisations, trade unions and civil society bodies had with the Communist Party uh, of the USA is questionable, probably uh, less than Reagan was uh, imagining. But this was his justification for uh, moving further to the right. And a, a particular strand of... American right-wing conspiratorial thinking uh, that was uh, encapsulated in the thoughts of um, writers such as Ayn Rand um, and uh, economists such as Friedrich von Hayek, um, who Reagan would uh, be uh, an, an adherent of, was that uh, as the state grew, so the conditions for tyranny grew with it which um, is hardly the case in a democratic society. But Reagan believed that there was, uh, or came to believe, that there was something fundamentally tyrannical and undemocratic about excessive state spending or an increase in state spending and therefore an increase in taxation. 
that personal wealth was the marker of uh, liberty in America, and it was essentially uh, the, the, the kind of the notions of freedom that America was based upon. Uh, and therefore, uh, this is a hugely unpopular idea in the 1950s and 1960s, as the, the state grew uh, inexorably uh, under uh, Presidents uh, Truman, Kennedy and Johnson, who had a deep faith that the state could um, address um, personal, uh, social, uh, economic uh, and um, problems and, and, and questions of um, uh, inequality, uh, that the state had a, a powerful redistributive function. It was this idea that was blown sky high in the 1970s as the, the kind of the Keynesian compact that had uh, ruled much of the Western world since the end of the Second World War fell apart under the pressures of uh, inflation. And um, it was uh, the decade in which uh, ideologues such as Reagan um, had an opportunity to present a, a small state, low tax uh, society based on notions of competition, individualism, and wrapped up in the, the kind of the convenient banquet, uh, sort of blanket of the idea of liberty. Anyway, today we're looking at uh, Ewan Morgan's biography, uh, Reagan, American Icon. Um, and uh, Ewan Morgan, uh, uh, the section we're looking at begins in 1954. Ewan Morgan lines. As 1954 dawned, Ronald Reagan was a washed-up, hard-up movie actor preparing to appear in a Las Vegas review to pay his bills. Before long, however, he renewed himself as a television star and a corporate spokesman. Meanwhile, his political transition from liberalism to conservatism and from Democrat to Republican came to completion. An unrivaled capacity to deliver a popular conservative message brought him to national attention. His television address in support of Barry Goldwater's doomed candidacy was the bright spot of an, in an otherwise dismal 1964 presidential campaign for the GOP, the Republican Party. As a consequence, Reagan found himself being urged by wealthy backers and conservative activists to seek election as California governor on the Republican ticket two years hence, a remarkable ascent for a man whose prospects had looked bleak a decade earlier. So uh, Reagan began um, the, uh, his low point in 1954, um, as it says, uh, presenting a show at um, the, uh, Las Vegas. Um, he was reduced to doing uh, adverts for uh, Chesterfield cigarettes, despite him actually being a non-smoker. Um, and taking um, uh, whatever gig he could get. Um, luck kind of landed in his lap with a, a job hosting uh, an anthology drama series on CBS called The General Electric Theatre. It's a, a, a drama uh, uh, series uh, that was sponsored by the General Electric Corporation. But this job had more than just uh, a, a cinema, a, a televisual role. Um, other than uh, occasional guest appearances, um, television was a medium that Reagan had previously thought was uh, something he should shun for fear that people wouldn't pay to see him in films if they saw him for free on, on the TV. Television, he declared, 
is now being produced in much the same manner that the film industry turns out their uh, product. For a long time, TV was handled strictly by radio people. In short, you were getting nothing but radio with a picture. And now, um, he began to see the power of television and the value of television. But the um, General Electric Company had him doing something else as well. He was paid exceedingly well, and he became the, the kind of the roving spokesman for GE. He introduced, when he um, introduced each weekly drama, he plugged their products on television, but he also travelled across America. He spent the equivalent of two full years from 1954 to 62 on the road, um, visiting every one of the company's 139 plants in 39 states and meeting more than 250,000 of its employees. In the first year, Reagan did two tours of eight weeks each, a physically exhausting schedule that kept him um, too long from home. Thereafter, he did more frequent tours of shorter duration, the longest being 21 days, but, would st- but he would still lose um, three pounds in weight for every week uh, away, so it was a, quite a kind of a grueling schedule. Um, Ewan Morgan writes, At first, Reagan was essentially a goodwill ambassador for the cause of corporate loyalty in GE's far-flung empire. The typical schedule for these visits was a hectic one. Reagan would begin meeting plant managers, then speaking with uh, groups of selected workers. Thereafter, walking, uh, he would walk around the entire plant, making random stops to chat with employees, and finally attend an evening event designed to strengthen company links with the local community. His standard patter, interspersed praise for the corporation with Hollywood stories and jokes in the vernacular for all male audiences and sanitised for others, and warnings about the internal and external threat from communism. He also learned that railing against the federal bureaucracy was a surefire way of getting applause. So this was the perfect training ground for um, Reagan's later electoral campaigns. Who was he talking to? He was talking to um, working-class Americans who were benefiting from exceedingly high living standards. These were people with job security and people who um, were uh, earning, uh, on average, uh, a higher wage than their predecessors could have imagined. Um, this was the, the, kind of the golden age of the American working class in the mid-1950s. And yet there, was, there were those who um, didn't suffer from uh, the kinds of problems that would um, necessitate the redistribution of income. Those who had perhaps survived the Great Depression or seen their parents survive the Great Depression now have fairly short memories about that, who saw really taxation and government and bureaucracy as an annoyance and something that could be criticised. And Reagan was able to really understand in, in quite a sophisticated way uh, specifically what his audience wanted. And he did, the, the GE tours were a, a more valuable trading than perhaps most politicians get in uh, meeting authentically future voters um, and uh, being able to spend a significant amounts of time amongst them, listen to them, and speak back to them in their language. Um, Quite a sophisticated politician's trick. Um, So instead of the long uh, um, anti-communist rants that he would inflict on Hollywood friends, 
Uh, he became skilled in packaging his remarks where, where brevity was required. He was able to um, speak to his audience in the language that that audience was accustomed to. Um, Morgan writes, He also learned to conserve his voice, assess what stories and jokes work with different audiences, deal with occasional hecklers, and fill his glass mostly with water at evening receptions while others were getting merry. Perhaps most importantly, he reconnected with ordinary Americans who were to become his bedrock constituency. The tales of woe he heard from GE employees of all kinds about government red tape and taxes made a powerful impression. Ed Langley, an, an occasional travelling aide, recalled him saying, When I went on those tours, I was seeing the same people that I grew up with in Dixon, Illinois. I realised I was living in a tinsel factory in Hollywood, and this exposure brought me back. It all added up. In the GE's official estimate to a rediscovery of the native conservatism of working-class America. There was something uh, more invasive, though, about um, what GE was attempting to do. Reagan saw his tours of um, the uh, GE plants, uh, he called them a, a postgraduate course in political science, um, and he did learn something very valuable, that uh, far from being a, a hotbed of political radicalism um, uh, for progressive change, the, um, the American working classes, particularly the, the, the white working classes that Reagan was predominantly speaking to, were people who had a, a um, conservative, with a small c, um, and a, a scepticism of government, and scepticism of uh, big ideas and uh, revolutionary concepts. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, at their heart, um, the program that uh, Reagan was really carrying out um, was GE's um, Employee and Community Relations Programme. This was founded in 1947 by the Vice President Lemuel Boulware, um, which was, it was ostensibly a civic project to educate company workers and the citizens of communities that were home to its plants. They were, you know, towns which were arguably just GE towns. Um, about the issues of the day. Um, the reality, uh, as, it, as has always been the case in, in American politics, when um, significant concentrations of capital and wealth and oligarchic power have, um, uh, have, have emerged, they have attempted to uh, shape public discourse. And by shaping public discourse, shaping the electoral politics that emerge from that, um, in reality, the Employee and Community Relations Programme was designed to support 
a GE conservative agenda for smaller government, lower taxes, the restriction of the uh, trade union movement, and Cold War militarism, as GE was a huge beneficiary of government defence budgets. Um, Morgan writes, on learning that Reagan was uh, adept at delivering the right message, Boulware uh, changed the tour format for 1956 to provide more opportunity for doing so. Adapting without difficulty, Reagan read voraciously in preparation for the new mission while travelling by train to GE locations, a practice he sustained during rest periods at home. His increasingly conservative instincts acquired intellectual foundation through studying the works of economists like Friedrich Hayek um, and Henry Hazlitt, who was the author of best-selling Economics in One Lesson. And he would read uh, the, the various journals of the right, uh, particularly uh, that written by uh, William F. Buckley, um, who established the National Review. Um, GE publications um, would public would uh, propagandize um, uh, Bouwer's uh, conservative ideas. They weren't necessarily just just Bouwer's ideas, but broadly um, uh, conservative uh, ideas uh, to the um, uh, to the workforce across the company. Uh, initially, these were just horror stories of government interference um, and. Reagan tended to have all manner of anecdotes in his talks about uh, terrible things the government had done or um, the ways in which the government had stifled or strangled enterprise or the ways in which government had um, promoted idleness and had really generally got in the way. And when you look at the, uh, the, kind of the, the, the commanding heights of GE being involved in all of this, you see something quite interesting. So the result of the Great Depression and the result of the Second World War um, had meant that the, the, the normal elite groups, the financial and the industrial elite groups and the inherited wealth in America that controlled the economy had lost control of it. The, um, the Wall Street crash and the subsequent Great Depression uh, and the need for uh, massive state intervention and spending and taxation in order to just put the economy on life support. Um, that was as nothing compared to the degree of state control of the economy during the Second World War. Uh, America is, from 1941 to 45 at least, a command economy. Um, a, a less brutal command economy than the Soviet Union, but probably no less of one. Um, it, was, it, it was an economy... Um, where the role of the state and the size of state spending dwarfed the New Deal uh, many, many times over. And by the end of the war, it was clear to um, America's um, uh, capitalist uh, classes, uh, those that benefited from the capitalist system, that uh, their wealth, their power and their influence needed to be channelled uh, into rolling back this state that had grown. It had served its purpose, it had prevented the economy from total collapse, it had won the Second World War through churning out tens of thousands of aircraft and tanks, but now it needed to be returned 
to the state that um, the uh, the wealthy were most happy having it uh, as small as possible, and there were those um, ideologues and uh, business uh, leaders that saw this as being a, a generational fight. This would take a long time to shrink the state back down um, and to um, particularly um, remove uh, the functionings of the state from, uh, from business, to remove uh, regulation that affected, in their views, profitability, and to remove from the um, uh, business uh, the burden of taxation and particularly um, redistribution. All the way, when you look at Reagan's presidency, I mean, he made no secret of the fact that these were all his, his ideas, but there were those to whom um, uh, wealth was, had, had supposedly, allegedly, previously been redistributed, though it's much harder to see that, who were uh, demonised throughout the 1980s, the, the kind of the racist trope of the, the, the black single mother, the welfare queen, who was um, supposedly responsible for most of America's ills uh, by you know, having children and not providing for them and all this sort of racist, misogynistic stuff. Um, the, the, that served a very useful purpose as, as a kind of like a battering ram to smash through... Um, conservative tax cuts um, throughout a, a, at state and federal level. Friedrich Hayek, the kind of the intellectual godfather behind uh, much of this thinking, um, was of the view that uh, it would take a long time for um, the consensus, the economic consensus that had established itself in the 1930s to be overturned and that what one had to do was lay the grounds for new ideas. These were actually surprisingly old reactionary ideas, but to lay the ground for new ideas and then wait for the crisis to present itself. Now, the crisis would um, emerge in the 1960s, but come to fruition in the 1970s. As we look a little bit more at, at Reagan, it's a, and it really is before the story of Reagan prior to his presidency is a fascinating journey, and it shows you really where this kind of incipient new right emerges from, not obviously just from him, but the, the kind of the culture that it emerges from. Um, one has to um, establish these new ideas, and then the, 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 the crisis that emerged partly as a result of the social turmoil of the 1960s um, over uh, Vietnam, the civil rights movement, student movement, and uh, all the, uh, the countercultural elements that went with that, but then exploded in the 1970s uh, when uh, the American economy and the, re the economies of the rest of the world were uh, convulsed by two oil shocks, one in 1973 and one in 1979, that brought kind of the, the, the ideas of Keynesianism to their knees and created the opportunities by which, for example, Nick Richard Nixon could leave the gold standard. But the, the language that Reagan could always dress this reduction in the size of the state in was the, the, the core concept of, uh, of liberty. Um, and there's a, a, such an, an excellent um, notion here um, that Reagan, uh, that um, uh, Ewan Morgan puts forward. He says, 
more than any other American political figure of the 20th century, Reagan endowed freedom with a conservative meaning. In the process, appropriating for the right what had once been a liberal concept. Previously, Roosevelt, during the Second World War, had uh, established the principle of massive state action around the idea that it was that it was the, the defense of liberty, the defense of the four freedoms, um, and that you know a large armed state was there to do that. That the state made sure that one was free from free from persecution, free from threat, free from danger, free from want. Reagan reinvented that, and he said that the state should get out of the way because liberty was really about liberty to be free to, free to choose what life one wanted to live without a, a, a bureaucrat or a box sticker telling you what to do. Um, much of this idea of the, the kind of the overweening state, much of it is invention, much of it is exaggeration, much of it is hyperbole. Um, and much of it is um, the, 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 the kind of tabloid stuff that you get um, that uh, is normally kind of couched in terms of political correctness gone wrong, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but Reagan was able to uh, present to a generation who had benefited immensely from um, the, the line of Democrat presidents from Roosevelt onwards that a new conception of freedom, um, an easier conception of freedom, um, a, a less uh, cumbersome conception of freedom was possible, and it simply involved uh, voting for a, a kind of a reduction in state power. The irony, of course, is, is that by the end of Reagan's presidency, the state hasn't reduced in power or size. Um, that it has in fact, in some ways, grown. But that's a story for another time. Anyway, I hope you found this interesting. Do check out the Explaining History Patreon page if you can, and please come and join us in the Explaining History Facebook group. You can find us on Facebook, obviously. Um, and I'll catch you on the next Explaining History podcast. Thanks very much. All the best. Bye-bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.